we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Uh, you guys really are like the hip-hop early morning, late night talk show. Breakfast Club is the most powerful, popular, urban radio show in America. Live from the black mothership in New York City, it's DJ Envy and Charlemagne the God. It's different, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all know what y'all talking about. Thank you, y'all. Be blessed, I love y'all. Collectively known as Breakfast Club, bitches. So I'm always nervous when I do the Breakfast Club because sometimes you say stuff and it's just going to get you in trouble. Everybody wake up. And obviously we didn't win the 1.7 billion dollar Powerball. How you know that? Because the winner is in bought the ticket out of California. Oh, okay. Unless she was in California the last couple of days. No, I, you're not I, the winner. I just saw, you know, I, as I was driving into work this morning, I saw the sign go back to 20 million. I was like, oh, somebody hit. I don't know who hit. You Wasn't know? you? No. 
I might have won a couple of dollars. Yeah, you want to, but you didn't win a big one. I always win about like four dollars. Most I ever won from the uh, Powerball was a hundred. You want you want that much? Yeah, I won hundred dollars before from the Powerball. I usually get like four dollars. I get four dollars, but then one time I won a hundred. I saved that ticket. I bought it in hand. Showed y'all. Yeah, but we don't believe you because you be telling you be lying. Sometimes. I mean, I showed you the ticket. Listen, I, you should only you know uh, believe me when I'm lying. And when I tell you I'm lying, you should believe me. But I bought in the ticket to show you. Mm-hmm. But you still might not believe that because you still might believe your own emotions. That's what one of my affirmations said this morning. One of my affirmations said this morning that um, you, you should believe, other? you should deal with realism at all times and deal with the reality of the matter and not what your emotions tell you the matter is. And that's what we're. That's the era we're in, right? We're in a uh, feelings over facts era. Correct. Yes. 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 But hello. Good morning. Good morning. Another day to surf. That's right. Okay. A yes. Bigfoot sighting in Colorado. All right, life is good. What's happening? Jesus Christ! All How right. do y'all feel? Well, Jamil Hill will be joining us this morning. She will. Her uh, new book. When well, it's not a new book, paperback. Her, oh yes, our uh, book uphill is out in paperback. Today. That's right. So we're gonna yes. kick it with her. A lot to discuss. A lot to talk about. And of mm-hmm. course, she's she knows her, a thing or two about some sports. So we're yeah. gonna talk to her about and everything she, this morning. And she's executive producing uh, the, the Colin Kaepernick documentary that's coming out uh, next year. Okay. Yeah, so she can talk about that as well. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Teslin Figaro has front page news. A lot to discuss, so don't go anywhere. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Good morning, Tez. Good morning, DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. Breakfast Peace, Club. Tez. Mm-hmm. The, the hood whisperer. Yes, sir. Now, quickly, some uh, quick NFL. The Broncos take on the Chiefs tonight in Kansas City. The game happens at 8.15 on Amazon Prime. 73-0 will be the final score. What? <laughs> 73-0 Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Jesus. All right. The Broncos suck. I don't know if it's going to be 73-0, but I think they're going to get blown out. Now, let's talk about Carly Russell. Yeah, the update on Carly Russell. You remember everyone, or a lot of folks covered this story uh, when she was kidnapped, or the alleged kidnap in Alabama that she later admitted that was fake, uh, admitted to faking her own death. She has been found guilty of two misdemeanor charges related to the case. Now, she pleaded not guilty to one count of false reporting to law enforcement authorities and one count of falsely reporting the incident. But she's still lying. Still lying, <laughs> but a judge, a, even and then even after she apologized, which is really weird. But a judge disagreed and found her guilty, uh, and was sentenced to one year in jail and to pay about eighteen thousand dollars in restitution. Now her attorney said that uh, that they did they asked for the verdict because they wanted to appeal this in circuit court in order to avoid jail time. He didn't object to the restitution. He said that that was fair, uh, but he disagrees with the jail time. Here is what else he had to say. I think she understands what has happened uh, she has apologized I know you all said not through me but that's not good enough but she has apologized for what transpired uh, I don't want her to have any type of breakdown or anything of that nature so we're handling her with kid gloves and trying to make sure her mental state is just fine I wonder if she would have pled uh, guilty and just you know took accountability full accountability would they have been a little bit more lenient on her mm, I don't think I don't so no, I, I don't, don't think know. So. Let's, let's think about that. America, probably not. No, I don't think so. But I, I'm really surprised that it went to court so fast. I mean, you see all these cases and usually they take years or, or this was very fast. You don't think so? I mean, I mean, I, they made it very clear they weren't weren't playing about this, you mm-hmm. know, had to stop the kind of like the world stopped. It felt like, you know, to look for this young lady and mm-hmm. to 
find out that it was a hoax. So uh, I don't know, you know, how fast things move in Alabama with their circuit court. But right. um, I, I would say, when, when was this? Earlier this year? I don't, I don't know, man. I think that I feel like it was this year, but it might have been last year. No, it was this year. It was this year. We were here. So, yeah, I think it was like two, three months ago, but it just seems like remember. it moved so fast. And usually court... I mean, things take years. Things Man, take, you everything know. moves fast. It feels like every day it's something new. Every day yeah. it's something that has captured uh, social media's attention, our America's attention, and causing all of this outrage. Everything is like feels like that. Mm-hmm. Everything is very fleeting nowadays. Now, now, not that it matters, but did anyone ever find out why she lied in the first place? Never said anything. Mm. Uh, just, you know, just apologize for it. Of course, people are still interested in that. People still on social media saying, yeah, but we want to hear from her. That's why the attorney was saying, you know, I know uh, you, you're getting the apology through me, basically, because people want to hear from her. So still have not gotten any answers. I'm sure somebody's going to come up with something, you know, down the road, especially the boyfriend. Remember, he was doing a lot of talking. Right. So I'm sure as things progress. Uh, more information will come out about that. Probably Lifetime movies looks like probably more definitely Lifetime. Lifetime. T- Lifetime or TV One for sure. I was going to ask. Already on Tubi. Yeah, you stupid. No, it is. They already got one on Tubi. They got a Carly Russell story on Tubi. Do they? Yeah. Like, no, they don't. Yes, they do. You lying? I'm no, not lying. You lying? We don't never know when you, you lying. You're, you're telling the truth, right? Man, hold on. Let me look it up. And while he's looking it up, I was going to ask financially and legally: Can she write a book about what happened? Can she do her own movie explain what happened? Yeah. Oh, so Absolutely. she can. So she can make money yeah. off of this. Oh, absolutely she can. I mean, but that doesn't mean that people won't sue for the money or that doesn't mean that people won't, you know, but she has to pay the 18000 in restitution. So um, remember, OJ wrote, if I did it, remember? But that was... That never came out, sued. though. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, they sued him for anything he got, you know, but he had victims, you know, they in had victims case, so. and family. But, right, right, but right, this right. one, so, if she pays the 18000 which is legally, let's say she does the year in prison and she does a movie based on it and she does a book on it, she can... Make money yeah, off anybody of it. Can do a book That's on crazy. anything. I, I see the boyfriend putting something out. I mm. see. I see him probably making a move first. But is something really on Tubi, Charlemagne, for real? Yeah, it's called. Uh, tu- like- it's called Tukin. No, shut up, man. Yeah, it's, it's called Tukin. How you know it's about Carly Russell? Because it says it's about Carly Russell. Yeah, I don't crazy. believe you. I don't believe you, man. <laughs> I don't believe you. Believe him when he's lying. But shout out to Tubi though. They should jump on this right away. I so, got yeah. thirty three hundred dollars for a production budget right now. Do us a Carly Russell movie. All we need is a baby. We just need us a baby in a car. <laughs> Goodness gracious. All right. Well, that is front page news. Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Again, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yes, this is Kalisa. Hey, Kalisa, good morning. Get it off your chest. Yes, Kalisa. Yes, hey, Charlamagne. Hey, DJ Envy. Ah! What's <laughs> but I want to get off my chest. I want to say, DJ Envy, I'm just like you, my kids. Got to uh, locate the name. Shout out to Morocco. Shout out to Malaysia. Shout out to London. Shout out to Kingston. And also shout out to my other two kids, Yosef and Xavier. What I want to get off my chest is... But God, look, people keep buying these properties. They're building up too fast. Make sure y'all get y'all inspections because I'm telling you, next minute you look after your, you know, warranty is over that year, things start breaking down and you can't go back to the builder. So make sure y'all get y'all inspections because you'll have holes in places that you never know that holes is there. So oh. just I got to get off my chest. Well, talk that talk. And I wanted, yo, I wanted Kingston so bad. That would be the only reason I have another kid, but I don't want another kid that bad. But I wanted a Kingston so bad. But yeah, I got, I got a London, I got a Madison, I got a Jackson. 
I got a uh, a yes. Peyton, a Brooklyn, but damn, and a Logan. But damn, I wanted a Kingston. I love the name Kingston. I think that's how yeah, hard it is. Yeah, because it's daddy from Jamaica. Yeah, my um, of course, you know, my wife's from Jamaica. My mom's from Jamaica. Yeah. If you wanted a Kingston, why you just didn't name a Kingston? Because the last baby was Peyton, and I thought I think Kingston is more of a, a boy's name. Oh. But if Peyton was a boy, yes. it definitely would have been Kingston. Peyton is a guy's yes, name. Yes. Or Peyton could be both. Peyton so you hear sex. Peyton, you think Peyton Manning. Uh, so whoever's the most famous person, that's what you think of. Sometimes, but Peyton is All both. the time. Nah, Peyton Every, is both. Any name you name, whoever's the most famous person who has that name, if whatever gender they are, that's what you think. Well, well like, a, if a guy, yeah, if you name a guy Peyton's Oprah, they're going to say that's a girl's name. <laughs> okay, maybe you're right, because Leonardo's a turtle, and when I think of Leonard, I think of a turtle, too. Leonardo's actually a very famous uh, painter, Leonardo da Vinci. But I think of the turtle. Well, that's because you're yeah. stupid. <laughs> and we realized that. I think we realized that this year. You're stupid. Matt, you think so? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank right. you, Kalisa. But thank you. Y'all have a blessed day. You Stay too, up. Man. Get it off your chest. 800 58 What? Nope, nope, nope. Let's go to this guy right here. Hello, who's this? This is Samaya. What's going on? What's going on? Samaya, good morning. Talk to us. Yeah, I ain't really got nothing to get off my chest this morning. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I just want to let Charlemagne know that he write about that movie. It's uh, called The Nurse That Saw the Baby on the Highway or something like that. Yo, shut yeah, up, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. You right. Yo, shut yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, yo, let me give a shout out real quick. Go ahead, man. Yo, follow me on Instagram and YouTube at Mixologist Podcast. It's a DJ podcast. Get that support. All right, brother. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake up. Wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This Too Tall from Detroit. Too Tall How from tall Detroit. How tall are you, Too Tall? Yes, sir. What's going on? Charlotte, what's going on, DJ? What's your actual height, Too Tall? Yeah, how tall are you? Man, I'm 6'8", man. You know what I'm saying? So we standing tall around this park. Okay, 6'8". And, and you can't play no basketball, huh? Man, sure, I played when I was younger, man, but everybody asked me, why you don't play basketball? I'm like, I'm getting rich some other way. I don't got to run a basketball. Nah, you just tell them the truth. I'm trash. I'm tall and trash <laughs> on the basketball court. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. But y'all want to get off my chest, man. I don't know what the world coming to, man. Messing with Cash Money, Drake, and Birdman, and all that. Drewski, and, and especially BG, man. BG a legend. If people talk about you looking zesty and stuff, I don't know what the world coming to, man. They better leave Cash Money Records over there alone, man, for them boys get on that New Orleans Magnolia Third World type stuff. You know well, what I mean? Well, Drewski's playing, bro. Those are skits and sketches. He just, he just he's a comedian. Man, you you think Birdman taking it like that? Because Birdman, yes, yes. he ain't playing. He man, Birdman is on the joke. Yes, Birdman is in on the joke. Everybody forget when Birdman and Drewski did that Instagram live together. Birdman is clearly in on the joke, bro. Ah, oh, man, all right, that went over my head. Well, then BG there, man. What's up with the, What's up with that? You talk about my man BG, man. Uh, he a gangster, man. A living legend. They better put some respect on his name, man. When, when you say For they, real? when you say they, you do realize you're just talking about a bunch of random commenters on the internet, right? Man, but those comments on the internet, the online stuff, that, you know, they, people taking it around with it, man. You know what I'm saying? BG just come out, he got kids and family and all that stuff online. Come on, he's nasty. Man, he's a gangster, man. And bro, I don't know what these young people... Bro, you got to stop looking into these Instagram commenters, bro. I cannot wait until y'all just put the phones down and stop worrying about what a bunch of and strangers I'm sure who BG, don't know y'all say, say about y'all. I'm sure BG don't care about people with no face talking about him. 
That man just came he home. He's happy to be home. He's celebrating with his family. He's about to get in the studio, get to, to some more music. I don't think he cares. Salute to BG. Facts. Hey, and one more thing. Hey, Charlotte, have yes, you sir. ever made up with Lil Mama, man, for calling and you for the special Jesus face? Christ. Man, y'all, listen, Lil Mama has been on Breakfast Club like five times since then. That After was 13 that. years ago, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally. All right, man. Yes. Uh, Oh, that's good, brother. That's good, man. That's, well, man, it's a it's a pleasure being out here with y'all. It's hard to get through to y'all, man. Y'all need a, y'all need some more lines or something, man. Damn, we got it's hard, bro. But thank you for calling and checking in, All bro. right, brother. All right, have a good one, man. Y'all have a blessed day. You know what is? There's two things that people always say. They be like, "Yo, what's up with Charlemagne and Little Mama?" And I'm like, "Little Mama's been on the show several times." After that, people always say, "What's up with you and DJ Drama?" I'm like, "Drama's been on the show many times after that." But you know why though? Because the the way the internet moves, it's like even though that happened 13 years ago, if you never saw it, mm-hmm. say you just saw it yesterday, it's new to you. Mm. You know what I mean? You don't realize that was 13 years ago. Yeah. Like you had, we had, we, the internet has these little moments in time where they, these, these frozen moments, these moments are suspended in time. Right. And so to us, we know the context. It was 13 years ago, but somebody might just see it and be like, oh, that happened yesterday. Right. You know, that's it. I get it. All right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, when we come back, we got to talk Jada Pinkett Smith. Now, uh, she's saying in her new book, maybe, allegedly, Chris Rock tried to holler at her. What that got to do with anything? Well, we'll explain it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. 
Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. I told y'all how incredible that Scissors concert was last week when I went to it on uh, Friday, right? Mm -hmm. It's very cinematic, the SOS tour. That's right. Okay? It's a whole, it's a boat and life rafts mm -hmm. and water on stage. And her hair don't get wet not one time. It's incredible. <laughs> All right. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Jada Pinkett Smith. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty All right, I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. Now, Charlemagne, you asked why. That's because she is writing a book. And in this book, she's talking about a lot of different things. Now, yesterday we reported that Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith have been on, I guess, some type of break. There are so many surprising things in the book. But the thing that surprised me the most, that I actually had to reread it because right. I said, is this true? Right. Was that in 2016, you... And Will decided that you were going to live completely separate lives. Yes. It was not a divorce on paper, right. but it was a divorce. divorce. So from the year 2016, which is seven years ago now, <laughs> yes. y'all have been apart. Yeah. As a Pinkett Smith, Winfrey knows Carter, I rebuke all of this. Okay. Well, you can't rebuke it because it's in a book. Now, Jada Pinkett also talks to People Magazine. She says 
Every summer, all the reports will come out that me and Will were getting a divorce. Mm, spill that tea, girl. Go ahead. And this particular summer, Chris Rock, he come thought on. that we were getting a divorce. So he called me and basically he was like, I'd love to take you out. Go ahead, Roshana. Pinkett Smith said that she was taken back by the call. She said she was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, aren't you and Will getting a divorce? I was like, no, Chris, those are just rumors. You Pinkett Smith recalled. You going to pull your fan out, girl? Where your fan at? Pinkett Smith recalled he was appalled and profusely apologized, and that was that. Now, also recently, Tommy Davidson. No, 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 no. Just keep that there. You know, you're just going to spill that tea and then not going to discuss it, girl? Okay, so huh? discuss. So discuss. I just would like to say I, I hate headline culture. You know, because when you see a headline, you know, like that, just know it's always for clickbait when you dig a little deeper. And by dig a little deeper, actually read the story. If you read the actual story, it makes sense in context because uh, in People magazine, it says Chris thought that they were getting a divorce. So he called and basically said, I'd love to take you out. And she said, what do you mean? And she said, well, aren't he said, well, aren't you and Will getting a divorce? And she said, no, Chris, those are just rumors. Then she said, and this is very important. Chris was appalled and he profusely apologized and that was that. Isn't that what I just read? So you want to be a girl too? You want to no, be a girlfriend too? I ain't hear none of that. You just made it. I come. said all of that. Well, I said he was appalled and he profusely apologized and that was that. No, you need, you, need to, you need to stress that the way you stress. I no, said, no, listen. I said it you, just like that. You need to stress that the way everybody stresses. Chris Rock asked Jada Pinkett Smith out. I Don't just breeze I by that. I didn't stress say that. that. I read exactly what was in People Magazine. But stress the fact that he was appalled and he profusely apologized. I said exactly Because I saw people trying to make it seem like, oh, that's why Will smacked Chris. Who's people? The internet, of course. Well, it wasn't me. That's how I read it. Well, just putting it out there. I want to stress that. But let me ask you a question, right? How... How close and how cool are Chris Rock? Oh, Rockwell? here we, we go. Know? It's a good question. They clearly weren't. They weren't close. It's, it's a okay. good question. Because if we close, you feel a way about it, correct or not? No. See, you're making up stuff. You're adding sauce to I it. I said if. No, nigga, you adding sauce I to it. Said the same if. way you add Beijing to your face There's and no make Beijing. your beard black no that just for men, you adding stuff no to Beijing. it. Don't add There's nothing no to it. I'm asking if they were close. No, you, why ask that? I'm just asking a question. There's no need to ask that. It's a good question. There's no need to ask that. It's a great question. If they were close, yes. I hate it. I hate it. How would you feel if they were close? Yes, it don't matter. Absolutely. It has nothing to do with it. It does. No, it doesn't. It does. Well, no, it doesn't. let's continue on. Will Smith allegedly rolled up on Tommy Davidson. Now, Tommy Davidson, you know, comedian and actor. He was uh, on Shannon Sharp's Club Shay Shay podcast for a new episode. And this is what he said one time Will Smith stepped to him. He came into the trailer and I was sitting down. He's standing over me like this. And he's like, I don't appreciate that, man. Right? And I'm going, what's going on, man? Tell me what's happening, man. He's like, I don't appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? And Jada's going, Will, Will, I'm saying, but I'm, I mean, what, what's happening, man? Now you tell me what's happening. Hmm? Hmm? You know when a dude does yeah. this. But he about to bottom lip. Hmm? He about to do something bad. He might do probably. something, right? So you didn't really know what he was actually talking I about. I didn't, but I know what he was doing. Right. So finally I just said, this is a small place and people are here. You want, we should talk about it. Right. Me and you outside because it right. looked like you could need to get something off okay. your chest. Right. And then Jada was like, oh, no, no, no. Nah, nah, y'all. Nah, y'all. And I was like, what do you mean, nah, y'all? Tell him. Oh, God. It's just amazing how algorithms work. Because Tommy Davidson told that story in his book, What's Funny About Me. And he told that story here on The Breakfast Club before. Yeah, but it just came out yesterday on Club Shay Shay, and people are uh, revisiting that. Mm -hmm. Now, Tyrese Gibson. You know Tyrese, right? You ain't, you ain't, you ain't, you still got Tyrese's name in your mouth, huh? I'm reporting the story, bro. Tyrese's name out your mouth. 
I'm just reporting the story, brother man. Tyrese Gibson, you know Tyrese, right? He was sued for $10 million over an interview that he did here on The Breakfast Club. If you don't remember, mm-hmm. let's take you back to when Tyrese was up here. Don't I really was just mad he wasted my time with that interview. Oh. For, okay. Which you apologize for. I asked Charlemagne the God to come to Atlanta and do a full-on interview with myself and my ex post the crying video, mm-hmm. post what God So y'all were did. together at this time? We were still was together. Oh, okay. We okay, both okay. were on the couch together could see that, and actually. did the whole interview. Okay. Mm-hmm. Brian Barber, the director who I hired, this does the interview, mm. says, I'm going to go home, get this edited. I said, yo, I'm going to work with you to edit. That's the point of you doing it. This has taken the footage and refused to give it back. I paid $35,000 total for this whole then I found out he did it to Big Boy, did it to Dallas Austin, did it to a couple. So I don't care if he see this interview because I'm too honest. Well, uh, Brian Barker did see the interview. Brian Barber. Barber says Barker here. Brian Barber did see the interview and now he's uh, claiming that Tyrese attacked his character and reputation. He says, uh, Barber said that uh, the footage and refused to give it back. He said that wasn't true. He said Gibson paid Barbara $35,000 total to film the interview footage and Barbara also stole footage from two other public figures. He said that's not true. He said Barbara claimed that the actor's management specifically instructed him not to release any portion of the interview to protect the reputation of the Fast 9 star. Brian Barber, salute to Brian Barber. He directed uh, all the videos on Outcast Speaker Box Love Below, which is the highest selling rap album of all time. Yep. You tired? You you finished uh, reporting bad news about Tyrese? I'm just reporting. Oh, okay. I'm just reporting like every other blog site, like TMZ, like Shade Room, like Hollywood Unlocked, like Ball Alert. I'm just reporting. Mm. So you're a blogger now. You a blogger now. No more dope games. Nah, actually, I shouldn't really be doing a rumor report. Somebody else should be doing it here, but we haven't picked a third co-host yet. So that because of that, I have to do this bull crap. But what else am I gonna do? Oh, salute to uh, Jess Hilarious. You know, I don't know if you've seen her in the Lady of BMF movie. It's on BET Plus. <laughs> Okay, drop a little on busy a, right now. Drop on a clues bomb for Justin Larry. That lady of BMF movie, man. They got uh, you know Leon, right? You know David Ruffin. Yeah, Leon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he playing Big Meech. Um, Vivica Fox is playing a uh, Big Meech brother, Big T. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jessa Larry and her sister, they playing federal informants who end up telling on Vivica. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You said Vivica Fox is playing Big Meech's brother, Big T. It's, 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 it's acting. Vivica Fox is playing a man. It's acting. I just asked. Well, she, so she is. I'm lying, but you know you should still <laughs> this watch guy, it. This guy's crazy. That's your stupid ass. You this guy's me 13 crazy. Years and you this guy's crazy. That's dumb. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this and guy's and crazy. for all our listeners out there, if you believe in me at this point, you're an idiot. I don't know I don't what to believe anymore with you. Sometimes <laughs> I, don't, I really don't. I told you, you should yeah, believe me even when I'm lying. I don't know. Okay, I, I, I really don't know. But the I first really lady know. of BMF isn't on BET Plus right now, though. Yes. You know what? According to Just Hilarious, Tubi didn't want it. I don't know if that's true. Yo, or not. shut up, man! That's what she told you me yesterday. You confusing people. People don't know if you. you it's being on BET Plus. The first lady of BMF is Nobody on BET Plus right now. Nobody believes you. It is. I don't care. Go Nobody watch it. You. Matter of fact, you. salute to Vivica Fox because I saw Vivica Fox last night sitting courtside at the New York Liberty Las Vegas Aces game. I, I don't was believe watching you. that, and she had the BMF shirt on. I don't believe you. I don't know if you tell the truth or that's not. That's a fact. This is all true. Don't say it's a fact because I don't know if I should believe you or not believe you. Well, I'll tell you this. I lied a little just now, and I told the truth a little just now. Go do your own research, and you figure it out, okay? And that is your rumor report. <laughs> right? I don't like you. All right, when we come back, Tesla Figaro will be joining us. You got front page news, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Welcome back, Tez. Hello, good morning, DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. Ted, what's happening? Now let's uh, do some quick sports. The Broncos take on the Chiefs tonight in Kansas City. The game happens at 8.15 Eastern Time, but you got to watch it on Amazon Prime, all right? Now let's jump right into it. Let's talk about Republicans. The, the Republicans uh, picked their guy? Uh, looks like their guy may be the guy that compared himself to David Duke. Uh, House Republicans agree Wednesday to nominate Steve Scalise, who reportedly described himself as David Duke without the baggage. Uh, he was up against Jim Jordan for the Republican Party nomination, and he still may get some pushback from lawmakers who are loyal to Jordan, so they still have not made a decision. It's still in disarray. Uh, but Scalise attended a white supremacist conference uh, that Duke organized in 2002, and he described himself, he described this as a mistake, you know, after folks kind of called him out on it. But Duke said that Scalise was invited because uh, he would communicate a lot in that he was friendly with Kenny Knight, who is Duke's political advisor. So fewer uh, Republicans even stepped out yesterday to say, you know, I just can't nominate somebody who calls himself uh, David Duke. So and then there's also some folks that are saying, hey, well, at least he's putting it on the table and, and calling it what it is. So there you go. The person over the Speaker of the House, of the House may be akin to David Duke. Now, for people did, did that don't know, ask him what that means? Now, yeah, for people that don't know who David Duke is, just break down for people that might not know who David Duke is. Uh, so that is who founded the KKK. There you go. Enough said. Did anybody <laughs> ask him, though? Did anybody ask him, like, well, what does that mean? David Duke without the baggage? That, well, when they asked, you just said, hey, it was a mistake that I went and left it at that. Mm. I don't know what without, I don't know what the bag, without the baggage would mean with somebody who founded the KKK out of so. Is that like David Duke without the hood or something like that? Is that what he's right. saying without the sheets? Right. Is that what he's saying? He didn't found the whole KKK though, right? KKK been around uh, a long time. He founded the whole KKK. Uh, he did not find found the entire KKK. Let, let's look it up. Let's give him the exact the exact, uh, the exact definition of who is David Duke. But he's over it. Wouldn't you think that is enough? No, they got different chapters. He was, he was, he was like, leader of one of the chapters. He was the Grand Wizard of one of the chapters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so my apologies. So let me let me correct that. Uh, so he is a uh, white supremacist, anti-Semitic, uh, conspiracy theorist, and was the former Grand Wizard of the KKK. So not founded. So my apologies. Let me correct. So he is the the former Grand Wizard. No, they don't. They, they said he did found, uh, yeah, the Knights of the Ku Klux Klan. I guess the that's a chapter. He a did chapter, that. Yeah. yeah, he did that in '75. Jesus. Yeah. Well, it's the KKK. So whether it's the. <laughs> <laughs> he's tried to put a kinder, a kinder, gentler face on the KKK. Yo, shut up, man. I'm, dead, I'm reading it right now. The Knights of the Ku Klux Klan, founded by David Duke in 1975. The Knights of the KKK has attempted to put a kinder, gentler face on the Klan. What's the kinder face? Did they put a smiley face in the sheet instead I of a, a no circle? Idea. Okay. That or look like maybe the Kyler Jenner is to be, you know, Speaker of the House again without the baggage. I, I don't know. So this, this is going to be interesting if they move forward. And he still doesn't have the votes to do it, by the way. So uh, we do not currently have a Speaker of the House. And again, we got a war going on. We're in the middle of, in case folks keep forgetting, we're in the middle of a pause on a shutdown. Uh, so a lot of business needs to be handled in the House and they can't figure out who the leader will be. So there you go. All right. Well, let's jump into Detroit. What's going on with Detroit? Yeah, Detroit three automakers have laid off roughly 4,800 workers at factories that were not among the plants that were hit by the United Auto Workers strike, which has lasted for nearly four weeks. So bottom line is even the folks who did not strike and went to work have been laid off. Uh, the company says the strikes were uh, they were forced to do this uh, because of the other strikes. They note that the job cuts have occurred mainly at factories that make parts for assembly plants. They were closed by the strikes. Uh, in one case, layoffs have been imposed at a factory that uses supplies for the parts. Uh, the 
UAW rejects that argument. It contends that the layoffs are unjustified and were imposed as part of the company's pressure campaign to persuade the members to accept accept less favorable terms in negotiations with auto, automakers. The factories that have been affected by the layoffs uh, are in Michigan, Ohio, Illinois, Kansas, Indiana, and New York. So bottom line, simply put, they're saying, nope, they're calling a uh, BS on that and saying they're just doing that to, you know, I guess, intimidate those who are on strike to get back to work since it's affecting so many people. Wow. Well, I just hope that the uh, automakers and everybody striking out there gets, you know, meet somewhere in the middle and these people get back to work and start making it, you know, because they got to pay for their kids. They got to pay for everything that they got to pay for. So I just hope that they can get to a good place and everybody's happy in those, uh, I guess, those strikes. And if they don't, they stay on strike, just like the actors. The actors, you know, the actors going right back on strike. You know, yeah, but the problem is, even when they go on strike, a lot of these people can't afford the stuff now. They can't afford their mortgage, their rent, their you know, their their Tem- car loans, temporary their sacrifice for a, for 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 long term gain. You yeah, I agree, I mean? but and not just for them, but for the people coming behind them. Yeah, that's what the whole point of a strike is. Like sometimes you you put it on the line to let people know, like, hey, we don't like what's happening. Correct. If we don't stand for something now, then you know it'll never get better. So I'm, I'm not mad at it. I just hope they can get through it pretty fast, though. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is front page news. Thank you, Tez. Absolutely. That's oh. right. And make sure you subscribe to Tesla and Figaro's podcast. It's Great Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. And follow at Tesla and Figaro on all social media platforms. All right. Now, when we come back, Jamil Hill will be joining us. She has a new, well, not a new book, but her paperback of her book came out. We got a lot to discuss. So don't go anywhere. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Jamil Hill, welcome back. Hey, you know I always love to sit with y'all. Enjoy the, the conversations. That's right. And the paperback is out right now. It is. Congratulations. Yeah. My, my my baby is growed up a little bit. It's mm-hmm. now a, a toddler, I guess. So a year ago, the hardcover of uh, my memoir Uphill came out, and now the paperback. How was the the response to putting out a memoir? Because you know, in memoirs, you put out. So much information, you reveal things you probably never told anybody. What yeah. was the response? Not just from the general public, but from like your family and stuff. Um, the response was generally good. It was mostly positive. There mm-hmm. was somebody in my family who took issue with it. And that created some tension. Mm. And the tension is still there, unfortunately. And so, you know, I'm I'm still processing that part. <laughs> Did then, you not have a conversation before? We did have a conversation before, but I just didn't think how they reacted to it would be the way they reacted. And they took it to Facebook as opposed to taking it to me. <laughs> That's and usually that, how it happens and Yeah, and then they aired out stuff that was not even in the book. And it was like, why? And you, probably stuff that wasn't true. Um, yeah, uh, some of it was, was definitely, I looked at very skeptically. Um, and it wasn't about me. It was, it was about my mom, to be candid. And so I was not happy that that was the course of action that they chose. And so it, it caused a fracture. In our relationship. Oh, I know the feeling. Mm-hmm. After so. I put in my first book, it was the same thing. And family members, oh, I can't write a book, but I can go to Facebook. Right. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially it's not like this person couldn't have called me. Like they could have yeah. and we could have had a conversation about it. And I guess the surprising part, they didn't take issue with what was written as in terms of like it not being true. The issue was when we finally did have that discussion was that they weren't in it enough. Uh, so that really. So they wanted their side out there. Or, yeah. Or what they, or they just felt be. like they should have been. You know, um, that their role in my life should have been more highlighted or more. And I thought I did a pretty good job of it as it was, but apparently it was not on par with this person. And so, it, yeah. Was their role in your life as big as they actually thought it was? Well, I mean, I guess if you want me to say what it is, because <laughs> I, I see you, you're getting to, but it was my father who had an issue with oh. it. Oh. 
Yeah, so gotcha, it was gotcha, my father gotcha. had an issue with some of the things that were in the book. Not necessarily because they were untrue, but he felt like he should have been more prominently featured in the book. That True. was what I got from it. And so I, it wasn't. A, it was a very difficult conversation to have. Um, and so those conversations have been somewhat on, ongoing. And I told him I needed to kind of press pause because mm-hmm. I need to process what you said to me because I, I took a lot of issue with it. Now, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think a second Jamel Hill book would be about? Well, there will be another Jamel okay. Hill book, and um, it is much like this memoir of something I didn't expect to write, but the second book will be a children's book. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm writing a children's book, and it will cover some parts of Uphill, like just kind of, you know, um, how I was able to overcome some adversity and some of the, the, the more positive career stuff. Like, some of that will be part of it, but generally speaking, it will be sort of like my love letter to a lot of the women whose stories haven't been told, a lot of the women who I've admired. And so it'll um, I'm really looking forward to it. I've never written for a children's audience before. So this will be quite a a challenge. It'll be the opposite almost from um, a memoir because you're pouring everything into this book. And, you know, it's like 250, 300 pages in a children's book. You have to be quite concise and you have to make sure that they understand the general themes that you're trying to. What is it going to be about? Do you know yet? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it'll be a combination of my story and the stories of, of women who um, whose stories need to be told and, you know, women I've admired. So, yeah, some of them famous, some of them not as famous as others. I mean, I'm trying to, like, really unearth and tell the stories of some women who who probably didn't get the flowers that they deserved. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, we just had an offset up here, mm-hmm. and you, you had some uh, words about his interview with, how you pronounce his name? Bobby, Bobby Alfalf? Altoff. Altoff. Yeah. Altoff. Yeah. the podcaster. And you said uh, you, you feel like this is erasing real hip-hop journalism. Yeah. I do. I mean, listen, I admit I'm spoiled. It's like when uh, when hip hop was really coming into its own and growing, you know, that's when you had Vibe, you had Kevin Powell and Dream Hampton and Danielle Smith. And there was like a real hip hop journalism sort of movement there that covered the culture, that covered these artists, tried to tell the full 360 dimensions of their stories. And as you know, you know, mainstream media wasn't messing with hip hop like that. They weren't telling these stories. And so now it's just interesting to me the platforms they wind up on like look at sexy red like why was she on that podcast for what you know with Theo Vaughn like that does that seem like the type of podcast that you would expect sexy red to be right. on probably not mm-hmm. I don't know because Theo Vaughn's interesting yeah yeah. I mean, funny can... Marco on there one day one time he and he was talking he was talking about how sexy I was that's all Charlamagne cares about the <laughs> fact that that <laughs> man called that's him sexy we, that's, that's we, all Charlamagne cares about Theo Vaughn oh really yeah, he okay. did, it was like a whole five minutes he's been blushing he ever about since I not blushing like, I think he's such a beautiful man he was like I'm like look at him I'm blushing now look at his Look, a compliment is a compliment. I was flattered. Right. I was like, wow. <laughs> Not blessing, dog. He's so silly. So I'm going to take him on a date. He said, I got a lady features. I promise you. That's what he was saying. <laughs> Look, he remembers every last detail. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. But so I, don't, I don't know what Theo's angle is, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, he he's had a, an eclectic group of guests. So I guess maybe from that standpoint, you could say that she fits. But it's just... Um, I when I watch that interaction and I get it I know what it, her shtick is a lot of it uh, as many people say like she clearly borrowed some of this from Funny Marco who I actually think does it pretty well he does yeah like he he, he has he's got a good thing going um, and her I guess looking at her rise, it was kind of curious to me. Like her podcast has not been existence in that for that long. I think the way the story was told was like Drake saw her on, on, on TikTok. I think yeah, on TikTok. But she was with Funny Marco. I think that's the interview that he saw. Mm-hmm. That's a, sure. at least that's sort of what's been reported and out there. And then he just up and decided, you know, hey, I'm gonna just go on this random podcast, which he has every right to do. But when I look about who are the caretakers of hip hop, the caretakers of how this culture is covered, it, it, it's us. 
you know, mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that Offset can't do interviews with people outside the culture, but I notice how those interviews are received and for their that matter, how they're treated on those interviews. And it makes me concerned overall. Honestly, I know a lot, a ton of black journalists who could go, who could use that kind of boost. Mm-hmm. And to me, mm-hmm. especially given we see the danger of when our stories aren't told and they're trying to erase our stories in real time, I would like to see artists like him artists like Drake, other uh, black artists in general, be more intentional about the type of media that they try to do, mm-hmm. right? Like that's why Breakfast Club yeah. has the status and the stature that it does because this is a place that has been established for the culture. And it would be nice if some of these artists understood that there's something larger at play than just going viral. No, I agree. I agree with you because I, I feel like you know if you think about an artist like Drake or or oh, Offset, Drake, I would never come or, or Yachty or well, any of these. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? You ain't been easy on my man. Dealing with you, I mean, obviously, right? but it's like, like you, you got, that's a choice, right? Like, yeah. why would I go in here and deal with that on a random Wednesday? Well, maybe not Wednesday? you, but I agree. But you give somebody an opportunity that is not from the culture, that probably does not care about the culture, and there's Correct. a lot of black journalists that are coming from all these different spaces that would die for an interview like that, that you could really make their career. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, so you actually Drake with Funny Marco. If he was going to do an interview like that, you'd rather see him do it with Funny Well, Marco. and especially because it was kind of Funny Marco's thing, Absolutely. right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so that would have made, you know, kind of more sense. And even if you look at, you know, I know he's a friend of the show, Roland Martin. Like, Roland Martin has one of the few black-owned media platforms right. there are. Like, they're, they're practically non-existent. So that, to me, should be a platform that black celebrities and entertainers and musicians intentionally try to go on, understanding what the landscape looks like. I mean, well, do they look at Roland in that way? Do they look at Roland as a person? Well, I know Roland. I know Roland has had a lot of entertainers like on his show before, and mm-hmm. I know I get it from a political ramp. Just using him as an example, but like when you look at how um, black media voices, you know, the dearth of them that are out there. Thankfully, there's this, you know, you, of course, you have like, you know, other shows where Angie, hip- Martina. Angie mm-hmm. Angela Yee, like yep. there, there, there are other platforms, mm-hmm. but I feel like that they should be very intentional about the places that they go, because what, what happens is the situations that you, you see with Sexy Red, that's what happens. All right, well, don't go anywhere. We got more with Jamil Hill. It's the Breakfast Logan. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, 
Participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there... Time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with the talented Jamil Hill. Now, recently, Colin Kaepernick wrote a letter to the Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were in support of that. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. Yep. Um, so, as you guys know, there's a, like a, so many false narratives out there about him. One, you know, people, whenever his name comes up, they start running away with these things that they've supposedly heard or supposedly have been reported that haven't been. Mm-hmm. He's never been offered any money. By any, there, he's never been offered a contract by a, another team since he left the 49ers. So this idea that Collinwood is asking for all kinds of money or that he said he only wants to be a starter, that he never wants to be a backup, like none of that was ever true. Mm-hmm. And I think the one benefit to people seeing that letter is knowing how earnest and committed that he is. He just asked to run the practice squad. He said in the letter, "We know you, I know you're trying to prepare Zach Wilson to be the starter this season. I'm fine with that. I'm here to support that. I'll just run a practice squad. And for those of you who don't know about the practice squad, every NFL team has one. And these are fringe NFL players. Like, he can run a practice squad in a minute. I mean, it's it's frankly, given his skill level and where he was in the game, it's something that would probably be beneath him in terms of skill set. But... He is willing to do that just to show how much he wants to still keep his NFL dream alive. So I, I, I was glad that the letter came out so people could see what his true intentions are and frankly always have been. I didn't like it for exactly what you just said. Why is that? It's beneath him. Like he's Colin Kaepernick. Like you have grown to be this this figure that mm-hmm. people look to with, with, with reverence. You know, we love what you stood for or kneeled for, you know, and it's just like, I don't want to see you writing a letter 
begging these people for a job on the practice. But part. here's the thing, though, Charlemagne, is that what he doesn't want to do is leave them with an excuse. Like, they can't say, oh, he was unwilling to be on a practice squad and he was unwilling to do, you know, something that would be considered like very entry level work. They can't say that because that those are narratives that the NFL has, you know, secretly tried to float out there to try to undermine his credibility. It's like, oh, well, if he really loved um, playing professional football, then he would lower himself and, and take this entry level job. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I would. So now what's your excuse? All right, you said I couldn't throw. You said I was washed up. Okay, the Raiders said I had a great workout. What's your excuse? So this shifts it back to them. So what is your excuse? I don't think anybody believes that, though. I think we know why Colin Kaepernick is not in the NFL. I think they're, well, I'll say (laughs) this. We know. He he kneeled for police brutality. I mean, against police brutality. Right. And he got blackballed. Yeah. Like, nobody ever thought that, oh, it's because teams didn't want to sign. But you'd be surprised there's still a lot of people. And and granted, I'll admit, these are probably people who were never down with his protest to begin with, Mm -hmm. who really want to believe that the only reason he's not in the league is just simply because he's not good enough. Even though we've seen these backups, right? Nathan, Pe- Nathan Peterman still got a job, right? Mm-hmm. We we see what's happening, right? And they still are clinging to this idea that sports is a meritocracy, and if he were really that good, then he would be out there. But they change, they always change the argument sort of mid-conversation. It goes from, yes, it's a football decision. Well, no team wants to deal with that. Well, either it's a football decision or it's not. Right. Is he going to make your team better or not? That's really all it boils down to. So I was happy he wrote the letter so people could really see, you know, kind of where his true intentions are. I feel like you you it, you never really said anything disparaging about ESPN. Really? Not. I mean, you're not really. Now, you I mean, ne- I'm not saying I want to. You've never called him a plantation. No. You've never accused anybody over there of being racist. A little bit. Well, I kinda did. But I know what you're saying. But with that said, you I know Jamel Hill ain't going back to ESPN. But the thing is, there's other places I could go. But you wouldn't go back to ESPN. Well, well I wouldn't I say would, that. I mean you never if know. If management though. changes, if ownership changes and then yeah, you yeah, like things, she might go and back. You know how things change in T V all the time. So I mean technically I mean ESPN is paying me right now because I'm executive producing Colin Kaepernick's documentary, which is airing on ESPN and directed by Spike Lee. So Technically, yeah. I mean, I, I, there's a, you know, there's a check that comes by, via them, so gotcha, to speak, gotcha, you gotcha. know. So, mm-hmm. um, but I, I know what you're saying. The thing is, the NFL is one of one. Yes, you may not have liked the criticism toward this country. You may have not have liked the criticism toward this league. By the way, criticism, that's not wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, the NFL was race norming up until a few years ago, okay, mm-hmm. where they actively had policy that stated that black brains and black bodies were not worth as much as white bodies. That was literally policy, mm-hmm. okay? So what he said about the league is true. What do you mean policy? Uh, so race norming, mm-hmm. um, this is w- one of the things that they used when it came to settling some of the head trauma lawsuits. What was part of the NFL? practice is that they pretty much said that black players and everybody can look it up you can go to google just look up nfl and race norming this is all there's one of the more undercover stories about them that they pretty much said they came up with a calculation where the head trauma that black athletes suffered in the league because they said there were certain cognitive abilities that were not there inherently race norming like race norming has been used in a lot of different medical fields frankly to justify Mm -hmm. medical racism on us and the nfl was using the same practice so if y'all look it up you will see and they had they stopped doing it i believe in either 2015 or 2016 it's why some of the black players didn't receive as much money from the concussion lawsuit as some of the white players did because they had race norming as part of the formula to figure out who deserved what that is the nfl 
So That's again, crazy. like I said, wow. he was telling the truth. Unfortunately, a lot of the systems that we are a part of have practiced in something. I would love to see him do something like go to an HBCU and bring a coach. Because hmm. the amount of now, attention that he would bring there, the amount of, of kids that he can actually teach, I think it would be more impactful Way than more. if he made the league. Way if more. he made the league, yeah. okay, cool. But if he takes a school like a Howard, a Hampton, a Morgan State, a Alabama State A&M, All right. South, whatever, and he coached that and got them to that level, I think it would show everybody like that would be even a bigger F you. Okay. That's interesting. And next time I see him, I'm be like, hey, you ever thought about coaching? <laughs> Does he talk in his documentary? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, no. swears he don't talk. He, he don't really talk for himself ever. Yeah. And I don't like that either. Yeah, so, I see. I saw. I've already seen some of your comments in it. I, I've got you know. I got the video back and everything. I have to give the notes. Um, no, I, I think what people will hear from him in this doc, he is unloading. Okay. And I don't mean it like in an angry way, but he mm-hmm. is, as you know, like he hasn't spoken very much. And so when people accuse him of like, oh, he just wanted the attention and this, like, really? I mean, if he wanted this attention, this is a bad way of showing it because he rarely does interviews mm-hmm. and he's just kind of tried to let his work speak for himself. But yes, in this documentary, you get a lot of Colin telling his own story. And so I think a lot of the people who were detractors, they will be embarrassed after they watch some of this. When did that drop? It will be in 2024. Okay, that's the that's a, that's as broad that's as as succinct as a timeline as, as I can give you. But I'm really impressed with where things are. I love, you know, just the energy and just the passion. You know, Spike, he's been incredible to work with. Just Dope. smart, knowledgeable, all those things. Like legendary filmmaker, you all know. Um, but I've learned a lot doing this. All right, well, don't go anywhere. We got more with Jamil Hill. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it. Very insightful with Jamil Hill this morning. Charlemagne? I do miss your sports takes, Jamil. Do you? I talk about this all the time. And you know what? Let me tell you this, Charlemagne. I think you deserve, you should give me credit because I. it took a lot for me to resist texting you the day my 49ers just put <laughs> why just not? just beat the brakes off well, y'all why not? I, because <laughs> when it's because i knew this was coming and i would see him in person and i'd rather <laughs> say know, it to him if in i person. had your number i would have called you that day i would have put you <laughs> yeah, on that screen just for five minutes like do you have something to say when the Duh. 49ers wash them cows I mean, so happy to see a black quarterback Huh? <laughs> it ain't Black History Month. What are we talking about? Like what? Hey dog, I was just like, Nah, that was bad. Yeah, no, we we a problem, but we a problem for most of them. Yeah, y'all, we knew that though. We knew that, yeah, but, right? that but we a problem for Dallas specifically, you know. And so when I when that when I saw the final score, because I missed most of the game because I I had some I had some other me. things to do, but I knew we were gonna win. I just didn't think it was gonna be like. That. No, that was bad. <laughs> that was. Like, I was that like, you know what? I'm like. a. I'm gonna give Charlemagne some some privacy, you know, some thoughts and prayers, and then when I see him in person, I'll be like, <laughs> "Your boys." No, that was the moral line. The yeah. first two Good. weeks, I'm like, "Yo, we going to the Super Bowl." You know, I say that every year. Yeah. You know, even with the loss of the Cardinals, oh, that's nothing. Right. We're going to the Super Bowl. But I'm now back against know. New England. We're going to the Super Bowl. What this was week? The, I'm like, uh, his daddy texted him and said, "Charlemagne, we really going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Buy your tickets." <laughs> Y'all, yeah. it's just the belief is so hard. <laughs> yeah, this just, is, no, it's been a different conversation. In the yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, this is depressing. Let's go back to one uh, one uh, other topic. Okay. Theo Vaughn and Sexy Red. All right. We talked talk, brought it up a couple times. <sighs> what about that interview is so upsetting? Like, there's mm-hmm. no need to beat up on her. It's Sexy Red. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that anybody was rushing to hear, you know, what her political exactly. takes were. But the problem with is like the misinformation. Is it wasn't that she gave her political take. She's allowed to give her political take. She could have said, I supported Trump and listed off the reasons. 
uh, that actually made a little bit more sense. Um, yeah, she could have said that because it's her right to have that opinion. But it's the misinformation that that is what I see is to be more dangerous when you have that kind of platform, because like it or not, people are going to listen to her. And even though, you know, she talking about they love Trump in the hood. I was like, well, polls don't really show that, but that's OK. Go ahead. Go off. And so I took the opportunity to your point. Mm-hmm. I saw it as a teachable moment, because, as you said, there are some people who do say the same things. Let's deal with what's being said, even though Donald Trump's name were on that stimulus check. He did not. The money did not come from him. It didn't. It didn't come right out of his bank account. It was. It was passed by Congress people, and that's a part of the general right. collective ignorance that we have. A lot of us don't know how government works. Mm-hmm. There's no shame in that because it is a complicated system. But we have to understand how legislation is passed, how policies are made, knowing the right person to be mad at. Because a lot of the things that people are mad at, you know, inflation, other things. I was like, the president doesn't have a whole lot to do with that. And we're in a a huge age of corporate greed like we've never seen before. And I wish that we had a better handle on who to blame because then that would help us better strategize. I agree with you 100%. But you know what I tell the the hood? I just be like, Biden gave our stimmies too. (laughs) (laughs) Was his name on it though? He didn't put his name on it. But that was brilliant though. I was like, I mean, no president in history has ever done that. He was like, no, 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 no. The checks got held up because he was like, no, no, I'm going to need that Donald J. Trump on on it. Because he knew knew the lasting impact that would have. Right. You're right. Biden, uh, Trump signed signed it in t- twice. Yeah. Biden signed it in once. Right. So Biden gave out stimmies too. It is. You, that's the hook. Yeah. Right. That's how you get the sexy reds and all that. It, it is. And, and unfortunately, the other part of it is that the amount of media machinery behind the right wing, there's no Democratic oh. equivalent. I hope mm-hmm. somebody in her camp or somebody, period, pulled her aside and said, hey, here are the issues. If you're going to speak about these and if you're going to take a pro-Trump position, at least if you're going to take one, take one that is a little more informative than the one that know you Know your had. facts. That's right. Yeah, know your facts. And people just like to be entertained nowadays, too. I bet you said you're not registered to vote. I mean, that would have been a, like a great follow-up to be like, oh, so... Are you registered to vote? Are you registered to vote? Are, do you plan to vote for him in the, in the next election? Right. That would have been something to, follow to bring up with her. But I guarantee that might be the last political question she answers sure, right? for quite some time. That's oh, right. uh, Spotify. Mm-hmm. You parted ways with Spotify. I did. Uh, I did. And, um, you know, listen, uh, I was there. I got there in 2019. You know, Spotify was undergoing quite a change in the sense that, like, they really wanted to be the most prominent brand in the podcast game. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the things, a lot of the ups and downs and figuring stuff out, um, sometimes when you become a part of something that's, well, I wouldn't call them necessarily new, but a part of something that's, like, in a deep evolution period, you can wind up experiencing some of their, their growing pains that which are not necessarily out of malice. Nevertheless, they impact your business. And mm. so I think Spotify was overall a great partner. We had a good relationship. But for the things that I wanted to do, they just weren't a fit. You know, it was it was not a, an easy parting um, because, again, we were able to, to produce a lot of good things together. The podcast itself, Jamel Hills Unbothered. You know, won multiple NAACP Image Awards, won Webby Awards. Like, it was a very highly regarded podcast, but that and the podcast network that I created for black women, I just think ultimately weren't a fit for them. Mm. Um, And so uh, one thing the experience at ESPN taught me is that when I see certain things and see certain, I guess for lack of a better way to put it, red flags, then I know, like, I probably am better off before this gets to a point where it is contentious where we don't like each other as much it's probably best that I move on mm-hmm. yeah I guess I'm really extraordinarily sensitive to those things following the ESPN experience and so when I saw some of the same decisions being made and same dynamics I was like yeah this is probably a good time 
You know, it's like uh, Pittsburgh, the Steelers, they used to be known for this. Is in fact, they were good at, at cutting players too early rather than too late. Wow. Right. And so I felt like we should probably cut the relationship now as opposed to later on when this would be bad for both of us. Well, one more question. You still think Nikki Haley's racist? Did I say that wrong? Wait, there was a reason for it. Yeah, you, I know why you said that. You said, you, said, you, said <laughs> yeah. you thought she was racist for not wanting comma Vice President Harris no, to be president. No, so it, it's not that. It, because, again, like in politics, you're not going to agree with who needs to be the leader. It's not the general disagreement. I think people took it that way. I'm not calling her a flat-out racist. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is that she's very comfortable using racist dog whistles to further and advance her political position. I so. feel like the uh, biggest opposition Vice President Harris is going to face is going to come from in her own party. Yes, I, I agree. That, I think that there's people in her party right now who don't want her to be vice president. Because did you see I the agree. article that came out I yesterday did. in the, I did. the New York Times? And, and it's it's the hit pieces that are done yeah, on her. Like, it's, it's just, I don't, I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. Like, I had to go Google and see, well, what did she do? Like, I was like, it just came out of nowhere. This yeah. long ass hit I mean, piece. and even, even some of us who are just like, well, what is she doing? Where has she been? Like, she literally speaks every day, guys. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell y'all. Like, you're like, where is she? I'm like, because uh, I'm on the mailing list. I get her schedule practically every day like she's always doing a lot of things um like i know right now she's on a college tour but no that like she's been subjected to a lot of hit pieces and you could tell they're hit pieces because of some of the things they say about her and you can tell they're from within and they could tell they're from within it's like um because i think in that is this this is the article that mentioned how much time she spends on her hair on her hair like are you serious (laughs) like that's what we doing (laughs) like on her hair like she's a black woman I bet she is going to spend some time on her hair yeah. because the moment she doesn't look presentable, guess what the conversation is going to be about the vice president? Mm, so it's like she's damned if she do, does, damned, damned if she, she doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like she's caught in a really tight position. And I feel like it is really, it's really neutering what I think makes her such a strong politician. And like it or not, Joe Biden would not have gotten elected without her. Mm. He would not have. She well, I- was the strongest, I think, person for him to run with. I mean, is it, look, listen, do you feel like that there's another viable VP that no. will get? No, I don't think that. Exactly. I don't, I don't think the Democrats have no bench, period. No, it's, it's thin. Yeah. <laughs> it's thin. Like when you look at who could have run bench. with. Just for clear, he said bench. Bench. No bench, clearly. <laughs> Say bench. Bench. I said they don't have no bench. The yeah. hard end. Oh, the hard end. They got no bitch. Bitch. They got no bitches. They got no bitches. Oh my goodness. All right. Look at that. Ladies and gentlemen. Uphill. A memoir. The paperback is Thank out right you now. Guys. We appreciate you for joining us. And it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Oh. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Again, shout to Jamel Hill for joining us this morning. I just heard the craziest quote. Yeah, salute to Jamel Hill. Make sure you go get our paperback. Uh, Uphill. It's available now. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to, you know, uh, the Breakfast Club news team. Yep. Talking the control room. Mm-hmm. And all I heard was, where do old hoes go? <laughs> it was like, what, it, what did it mean? Like heaven? Or what, what I don't mean? know. No. Like, too where, much where do old too... hoes go? Jesus Christ. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk city girls. Rumor has it. Rumor, wow. rumor has it. Call out a wow. name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. <laughs> This is the Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. Right. Now, City Girls talk about their new album and the new details of their album. And they talk about the name of the album. Album coming out this month? October 20th? October 20th. Can we say the name of it? Please. Please. We might as well. You could could say what it's called and I'm going to get an abbreviation. It's called Raw. 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 
is it rich or real? But it's both. It sounds rich, real ass horse. Real ass horse. Real ass horse. Real. Raw. R A W. And I'm with some real ass horse. Oh. <laughs> Man, we are such an unserious planet. <laughs> it's yo, funny yo, if, you, yo, if you look yo. at the comments. The comments were like, yo, the word "woman" was right there. This you is know? such an unserious <laughs> planet. Drop one of clues bombs for the city girls. First of all, y'all know, I, city y'all, y'all know I love me some city girls. I love the city girls. You're a city girl. You are. So I can't wait for the album. But we such an unserious <laughs> planet. Jesus ain't never coming back, y'all. Why would he? What reason would Jesus have to come back? Huh? The comments were hilarious. Jesus comments was like, like, y'all on, y'all on. Comments were like, the word woman was right there. Real ass woman. I mean, if you're being honest, real ass woman don't hit the same. Dude. Nah, I don't. <laughs> it don't. It's it sad don't. as it is. It don't. Why? Oh, all right, man. Yes. Yeah, well, so, I hope they answer the question on the album. Where do all, where do all hoes go? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that album will be October 20th. And why they got to sound it out? Horse. God damn. Horse sound crazy. Mm-hmm. Horse. Like when you say ho, it's like ho. You know, real ass ho. You know, it's like, okay. When you say whore, that means you charge it. Yo, shut up, man. Horse charge. Horse tax. All right. You might get a hoe for $40. But a whore, <laughs> you're going to have to pay. I'm telling you that right now. About an hour. Now, uh, shout to Vlad, DJ Vlad. You know him from Vlad TV. He's actually going to be up this weekend. He put on his uh, social media. Uh, going to be up what this weekend? Uh, no, he's going to be up here this week or next week. Damn. All right. What? The way you said it sounded crazy just now. What? You said Vlad going to be up here this weekend. All right. No, nah, I mean, that's this week or next he week. He's going to be know? here this week. Yeah, this week or next yes, week. On the show. That's correct. All right. Not in your butt. Okay. No, okay. no, I think you're, you're the only one thinking that. Okay. All right. Well, he talked about on his social media. He was talking. Hey, this is what he said. He says, has anyone noticed that the most famous Jewish person on earth, Drake, and the most famous Palestinian person on earth, Khaled, oh, God. hasn't said a thing about the Gaza-Israel conflict? Who cares what Drake and Khaled got to say at a time like this? I can't wait to argue with Vlad about that. Well, he, he does this long statement, but you know who defended both of them? Don't say it. Ja Rule. <laughs> it's a tough thing. I don't think anybody's obligated to do anything just because they're a public figure. I mean, I know there is expectations of, you know, for, for people, but it's a, it's a tough thing, man. You know, um, sometimes people just, you know, they, they make a decision in their careers to stay away from politics, to stay away from, you know, certain things that are, you know, tough topics to, to speak on, you know, um, religion, you know, these things are tough. And then other times, people don't, may not feel like they're educated enough at the moment to speak right away. So give people time to do what they're doing, too. Dropping a clues bomb for Ja Rule. He's absolutely right. And, um, you know, I think that we should go and see what Ja Rule thinks, you know? I did that on my TV show last season. What would one, ja, of my, what one of my ja favorite things to do, go and see what Ja Rule thinks. But the reality of the situation is, uh, Drake and Khaled are not obligated to speak on anything and why would I expect for them to speak on this situation because they don't speak on any any social issues they never that's not their thing but why do we have this unhealthy obsession with celebrity to where we always want to hear what celebrities think about issues why you know we joke about Ja Rule and what does Ja Rule think a lot but Ja Rule's actually right like if somebody is not knowledgeable of the situation and exactly. doesn't know much about it exactly. why, to leave, why leave a comment based off what everybody else is doing and by the way why be sheep like, like if you don't know let's say sometimes don't say I, nothing all I see is all I see is celebrities getting killed for speaking out because they don't know what the hell they talking about I saw Justin Bieber post a picture of of of, of Palestine mm-hmm. right yeah and, and, and the destruction that has gone through but he put pray for Israel on top of it mm-hmm. 
he got destroyed for that. You know what I mean? I just don't see why you just can't say, if somebody does ask you, why not just say pray for peace? Because right. it all looks terrible to me. Right. You know? Innocent people dying is always terrible. But we get Regardless. mad. We, if, if, you, if we get mad when people don't know what they're talking about and Correct. then they speak. But I'm not looking to Drake and Khaled to speak on any of this stuff because they don't ever do. And I don't care if they do or not. Why do we have such an unhealthy obsession with celebrity that we have to hear from celebrities on every single thing? Doesn't make sense. It makes zero sense. It doesn't make sense at all. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now, Charlamagne, who you giving your donkey to? Man, four after the hour, man. Um, there's a young woman. I'm sorry, Florida. I promise you, Florida. I don't come in here every day and look Florida, for things man. from Florida. I think you're picking on Florida. There's a young woman named Florida named Catherine Eves who needs to come to the front of the congregation. We really, really would like to have a, a word with her because right. she violated one of the greatest cultural institutions of all time, which is Walmart. We'll discuss. All right. We'll get to that next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. 
From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Donkey of the day with Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Well, little Duval, it's not me. It's your state, okay? Donkey of the day for Thursday, October 12th goes to a Florida woman named Catherine Eves. Eves. Okay, now what does your Uncle Charlotte always tell you about the great state of Florida? Say it with me. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Now, Catherine was arrested and charged with petty retail theft, and she stole from the cultural institution that is Walmart. Now, according to the surveillance footage, this woman was walking around Walmart for about three hours before walking into the tire center. Passing several cash registers and leaving the store without paying for our items. I know, I know you thinking to yourself, who the hell walks around Walmart for three hours? The answer would be us country folk. Okay, if you read my first book, a New York Times bestseller, Black Privilege, then you know I have a whole subchapter dedicated to Walmart. See, when you grew up where I grew up, Mount Corner, South Carolina, and you know it's not much to do. And when we were young, that 24-hour Walmart... We would go there late at night and wander around for hours just like that young lady. Now, mind you, I was a teenager. She's 34 years old. But maybe she hasn't figured life out yet. Okay, when I was wandering around Walmart for hours as a teenager, I hadn't figured life out yet either. So maybe she was wandering around Walmart trying to figure things out. I'm not judging, but I'll tell you what I am judging. Her choice to steal. See, Catherine stole $160 worth of items, two hair color kits, two drill batteries, shampoo, and a few other random items, fishing hooks and all types of stuff, totaling $160. Now, she got arrested. The reason she's getting donkey today is because of why she told officers she stole. She said, and I quote, I thought the security guard was trying to holler at me. Let me read some of the post-Miranda interview. Uh, Eves told deputies the security guard started talking to her, but she thought he was trying to holler. So she ran out of the store. Oh, and my point is proven. She said she was at Walmart in the first place because she had nothing to do and was killing time. And she said she had to return a few items and grab a few more. So you return some items and by grab a few more, you meant steal. This is what happens when you tell one lie. When you tell one lie, you got to tell another one to make sense of the first one you just told. So her story is, I came in the store to return some items and grab a few more. I also had nothing to do and was killing some time. I walked past all the cash registers in the tire center. And she said she left the store because there was no cashiers in the tire center area. 
I don't even know why you thought you could pay for those items in the tire center area in the first place. Don't you got to be buying a tire to buy other items too? Furthermore, when there's no cashiers around, that is not a reason to leave the store. In fact, when I'm in those situations, I think it's a setup. Because soon as you try to walk out the door, security and asset protection specialists going to hop out like, gotcha, bitch. And that's exactly what happened here. Asset protection specialist popped out and told her, go back in the store. Okay, she refused. And because she refused, uh, you know, she got arrested. You know, she got caught. And now look, here's the thing. You know, the only reason the security guard was trying to holler at her was to tell her stupid ass to get back in the store and pay for these items before you get locked up and Charlamagne gives you donkey today. Now I'm gonna tell y'all something. I know somebody coming down off a of meth high when I hear one. Okay, wandering around Walmart at 34 years old, uh, walking around the store for three hours, stole $160 of a bunch of random items, then thought a security guard was trying to holler, trying to kick it to her. That's her excuse for not paying for the items? Meth. Okay? These are the stages of meth. The rush. The high. She walked around Walmart waiting for the high to wear off. And as it started to wear off, she started tweaking. When folks is tweaking, they lonely. Depressed. This is a very dangerous time because they have increased hostility, irritability, and delusion. And you know what really grinds my gears about that situation, though? Mm -hmm. Catherine, if the security guard did try to holler at you, all you had to do was entertain them. Men are stupid. Tell him he looked handsome in his uniform. Ask him if you're working out. Say, is that your flashlight? Are you happy to see me? Say, ooh, is that lazy eye winking at me? That security guard wouldn't have cared if you walked out after that. He would have either paid for the items for you or just let you slide. You got to use what you got to get what you want. Okay, as women out here popping a whole poom poom for $40, you could have flirted with the fat security guard for 160 and got all your items for free. Boom! I should have been a PI. Case soft. Please give Catherine Eves the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. That would have never happened to Sexy Red. Sounds like it wouldn't have happened to you. That would have never happened to Sukiyana. Okay, JT and Young Miami. That would have never happened to them. Okay, sound, sound like they would have known else. how to play that security guard. They would have had that security guard wrapped around their finger. All right, look in one of their eyes if you want to. Trapped. All right, they got you. Boom. Done slid with one hundred and sixty dollars out the store. Uh, and I'll be back. I'll be back in a couple of days. Sound. He's sitting there fat with the lazy eye. Let it. Sounds <laughs> like you use some of those. Is that a flashlight? Are you happy to see me? Seems like you used that before. You judging the inner city girl of me? Yes. Mm. All right. You want to play a game? <sighs> Not really. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. All right. Not really. Because I want to know. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess we'll play a game of Guess, guess What Race It Is. All right. Get I'm going to be honest with you. Race don't really matter when you're from Florida. Okay. Oh, but. Florida. Her name is Catherine Eves, 34 years old. Walked around Walmart for three hours before she stole 160 items. She said she stole the items and had to run out the store because security was flirting with her. Guess what race she is? is. DJ Envy. I'm going white. Why? Ah, uh, because I feel like if they were black, they wouldn't have stole a fish hook. They would have stole things that they I could sell. That and make oh, you, oh. 
that up. It was lying. I made that up. I made the fish. I'm not. See? I made the fish hook thing up. I mean, she did. I tell you, she, <laughs> see, I made that up. See, see, up. you, you telling me? No, you told me a drill bit, a fish. No, she did. Fish she did all that. All that stuff. She you did be lying all the no, time. She I did. She stole those things, but she didn't steal the fish hook. It said random items, so I just threw. I just thought in my mind what the random items would be. Yes. I, don't, I don't know what it is. Now. I don't know what she is now. I'm confused. Well, you'll what be, is she? You'll be, you'll be happy to know that you were correct. She is Caucasian. Oh, see? yes. See, when you said fish. Black person gonna try to flip something they steal, and you can't get that much money for a fish hook, right? No, I made the fish hook up. No. Only reason I made the fish hook up because it, it said what she stole, and then it said random items. Mm. In my mind, based off the picture I saw, you just said it would probably she probably would steal a fish hook. Honestly, man, I'm gonna be honest with you. She looks stank, so I thought fish. So I just I don't <laughs> you know, know why in my mind with the fish. You know, she, you know she don't look like she got a fishy odor about her. A little bacterial vaginosis. A little stinky. Yeah, that's all. A little stink. A little poo poo. That's all. A little dirty pamper. Mm -hmm. All right. She did steal two hair color kits, two drill batteries, and some shampoo. And then it said a few random items. No. Okay. That's what made me say fish hooks. All right. Well. BET, we'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace, BET. Mm -hmm. Now, Charlemagne asked this question. Now, I didn't ask this question. I was in the control room mm -hmm. listening to, you know, our team talk, and I heard, I just heard the question, where do old hoes go? Okay, so let's open up the and phone it lines. Just, it just got me to thinking, where do old hoes go? Because we all know the old hoes. 800. Because <laughs> we knew them when they was young. 585. <laughs> where are they now? 1051. <laughs> Where are they now? What are they doing? Church. Okay. I'm sure, listen, listen, I'm sure they've evolved. You know, just because they used to, you know, pop that thing for $40 back in the day don't mean nothing. Some of them, some of them your mamas. Some of them your mamas. They got daughters. <laughs> some of the new hoes. Go talk to their mama. You'll see the apple don't fall too far from the tree. <laughs> don't talk to the hoes. I hate y'all. All right, let's talk. 800-585-1051. Come on, all of y'all know. Y'all out there right now thinking to yourself, damn. All, is it all hoes go to heaven? No, boy. <laughs> all dogs go to heaven. I'm sorry. 800-585-1051. Well, all male. That's, that's true. Oh. If you could get called male holes, dogs. So, yeah. Oh. What the hell is that? You want to turn Charlamagne oh, into a hole? Turn yeah, it up a little bit. Now. Come on Turn now. it up a little bit. Come on Turn now. it up a little bit. Come on. We about to play? This is a rotation? And we about to play a little bit of it. about to play? Where do old hoes go is the question. Let it ride. There we go. Turn Rich it up a little bit. Daddy. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, uh, Charlemagne had a question. It's not me. I told you we was in the control room, and I was talking to uh, our team, and they asked the question, where do all old hoes go? I think it's, it's on TikTok, right? See, there's something happening on TikTok. This is a question that's being asked. Where do old hoes go? Yeah, and I'm realizing that it must be young people asking this question, because old, old old folks, we know where the old hoes go. You know what? That that's that could be a good thing, because if, if, if some of the young hoes want to know what happened when they become older, they want to know where they should be going. Well, the truth of the matter is, young hoes just grow up to be old hoes and this, what happens to the old hoes is life happens they end up having kids you know some of them you know go to college like we act like just we just, just the term hoe has such a negative connotation kind of right? so when you think hoe i don't know what you think mm -hmm. but hoes are people too okay and they <laughs> go to college and they get degrees or they go out there and they get good jobs and correct? they live lives like truth to the matter is and you don't want to hear this your mama probably was a hoe Damn. but you ain't never had a conversation with her to see what her sex life was like You know what I mean Back in the day That'd be awkward Mama had a life be... Grandma had a life Damn. You know what I mean And I know We gotta be fair And say that men Are definitely hoes too But we Correct. know it's a double standard So we only talk about You know The women right now So the reality is Hoes are everywhere Hoes make the world go around 
there's holes that are you know running Fortune 500 companies. They're in the C-suites. You know what I mean? There's holes mm. in the church. You know, there's holes that you know own the local grocery stores. Like that. Like what, what's, what's I hate up? saying the term holes, but I would say church, right? And the reason being is because when you get a little older. You want to kind of repent for all of the holism that you did, right? Good or bad. Yeah, you done gave it to everybody, so now you want to give it to God. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You done there gave you it up to everybody, but now you got to give it to the Lord. Give it to That's God. Right. That's Lord, right. The only, Lord, the only one you ain't gave it up to. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the phone. We got Tatiana on the line. Tatiana, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Envy? Tatiana. How old are you, Tatiana? What's up, Charlamagne? What's up, Tatiana? How old are you? Well, I'm 24. Okay, I don't know if you're old enough to have this conversation. Well, well, well and this thing you say, Listen, your, your grandmother, my grandmother talk about it all the time. Oh, your grandma was a hoe, retired hoe. She is still, but she plays with her toys now. Damn, what? How old is she? Yeah, she's fifty-three, but she oh, likes the she Africans. Young. She likes them twenty-four or younger. Oh, okay, so she never stopped home. She never stopped. She's still Damn. out here. I bet you she's young. I bet she got a young, youthful energy to her too. At fifty-something. She's still looking for anybody that's listening. By the way, I want y'all to know 50-something ain't old, but it's coming from a 45-year-old man, okay? I so. said 53, Charlamagne. 53 ain't old. <laughs> 53 ain't old. So you basically saying... 53. So you trying to say old hoes don't retire. They still hoeing. They still out here, man. Salute to your grandma. Okay. God bless her. I hope she hoe until she got to take her dentures out to What? Hello, who's this? Thomas from Brooklyn. Thomas, good morning. What's up, man? Where do all the old hoes go, Thomas? Oh, 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 go to heaven, man. They cook clean and they do that thing. You feel me? Where is mine? I, listen, here's the other thing. I, Thomas, I love the enthusiasm in your voice because here's the thing that we don't talk about enough. Mm-hmm. We love hoes. Yep. We do. <laughs> we do. Like, you even you even want the woman you marry, you want your lady to have to have some hoe in her. Damn right. Yeah. So they say lady in the lady in the uh, streets. But a but a free is freak, freak in the, the bed. Sheets, freak freak hoe, whatever you want to call it. Need a whore. Need a whore in the bed. A whore. Jesus the whore, Christ. Whole word. All right. W H O R E. All right. Real asshole. Word to the city girl. All right. Thank you, brother. 800-585-1051. We're asking uh, I don't even know where this question came from, Charlemagne. I told you I was in the back talking to the team and they was asking where all the old hoes go. But mind you, all of them young. So they don't understand it. Like I done seen all the young hoes grow up. <laughs> Be old hoes. Okay. Can you we know? can we play ludicrous? I got hoes in different area codes. You wanna go there or you wanna do Cali? Which one area codes? Which one? Which way you wanna do it? You gotta do Luda. Come on, man. All right, 45. well let's get to it right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Come on. Born in Okay, we gotta play for the old hoes. <laughs> for the old hoes. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. That was Ludacris Area Codes. Now, if you're just joining us, uh, Charlemagne came with this question. Where do the old hoes I did go? not come with that question. The youngins got a question. It, clearly, uh, this is something that's happening because the youngins on our team was talking about something that's being asked on TikTok. So the young folks on TikTok is wondering where the old hoes go. So I guess that... What I'm thinking is that you got a bunch of young hoes on TikTok questioning their life choices now, and they just want to know what happens as they get older. That's what I think is going on here. You know, and one of our producers says, hey, the girl that called that's 24 and her grandma is 53. What that mean? Her granny ain't the only hoe. You're not a hoe just because you had a child young. I didn't say that. I'm just telling you what one of our producers said, but the producer said, well, what about the mama? And I think when we say hoe, we mean people that are sexually liberated, sexually free, Mm -hmm. you know, and the word hoe is like the slang term for that. 
I okay. Move. Nicole. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning. Nicole, so uh, the question is, where do the old hoes go? I need to know how old you are first, Nicole. I am 40 years old. Okay, so you, 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 you're, you're old ho. She ain't got to be old ho. You don't know if she hoeing or not. Are you old Talk ho? Talk to us, Nicole. I am not old ho. However, I am very experienced. Mm. Okay. So now, gentlemen, my opinion is that old hoes are male and female. I think some of them go on to be very successful individuals that influence the world. That's right. They could be military commanders. They can be business owners. Or they could be radio talk show hosts. You're absolutely right. Right, Charlamagne? That's right. That's facts. You're right. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. Where you from, Nicole? Hold on, hold on. Where you from, Nicole? I'm from Harlem, but I live in New Jersey now. Okay. We don't know each other, do we? Uh-oh. Uh, no, but you know, my family is from South Carolina. Monk's Corner, Bono. Uh-oh. Okay, okay, okay. okay. All right. All right, Nicole. Thank have, you, Nicole. Good talking to you, gentlemen. Have a great day. Good talking to you, too. Wait, let me ask you a question. I didn't think like that little right Charlemagne. The like, right Charlemagne, right yeah. Like, you know, what that mean? But you know her family from... Monk's what that means she's been listening to me for a long time. Or she knows. I'm, I listen, I'm a reform hoe. Or she no, knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. I'm a reform hoe. I'm ta- I ain't no ain't no thing. You think hoeing is hereditary? Is hoeing hereditary? I think everybody likes sex. You know what I'm saying? And people, it's just everybody likes sex. Who do you know that doesn't like sex? Everybody likes sex in some way, shape, or form. Asexuals though. I don't even know what that is. I don't know either. <laughs> but somebody shouted out the back. Back the class. Stop listening to these young kids. Stop listening to these young kids. I don't even know what the hell that is. Stop some, what the hell does that even mean? I don't know. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is April. How you doing? April, good morning. We're asking, where do the old hoes go? So the old hoes retire and go back to the <laughs> from high school who always loved them. They go with the good pension. That, that's, that's where they go. That's a good point. So after you done ran, yep. after you done ran around and gave it up to everybody, you just go back to old faithful from high school, huh? Pretty much. Okay. Thank you, April. Paula, good morning, Paula. Paula, you there? Hey, yes, I am. Hi. Hey, good morning. How old are you, Paula? Hi, um, so the question of the day should be like a family feud question, but I say they go to church. How old are you, Paula? I'm 38. 38, okay, so you're getting up there. Then you don't know she a hoe. Yeah. Are you, exactly. would you, do you think you okay. a hoe? I just, no, hell no. I just dropped off all these damn kids at school. How many kids <laughs> you got? I got three girls. Oh, for real? How many nice. baby daddy? Oh, my God. How, how many baby daddy? Paula. I got be- two. Two, two, two. Oh, okay, two baby yeah. daddy. Mm-hmm. All right, how many boyfriends? Yeah. <laughs> how you, many what? How many boyfriends? I got none. I'm married. I've been married for ten years. Oh, okay, okay. So you married to one of your, the yeah. one of your uh, baby daddy, baby, yes. yeah, baby. Yep. Uh, correct, okay, correct, good correct, job, yep. good job, good job. Did you tell him about your like? Did you show him your whole facts before y'all got married? Did you show him like? No, no. I was actually the the unexpected. Um, young mom at 20 out of my friend group so i was the one that like graduated uh with my d card and all my friends were like you know i guess trying to push me to like give love a chance oh they were trying to push me to give love a chance because i was too busy out here hoeing hell no no. (laughs) (laughs) thank thank you paula jesus christ when your friends gotta push you to give love a chance you're doing too much out here hello who's this (laughs) Uh, it's me from Detroit. Me from Detroit. We're talking about where do the old hoes go? Uh, I'm gonna say about seventy percent of them go to Facebook. <laughs> Boy, you ain't lying. You are not lying. All the old hoes. Thank you. At least about seventy percent. Because Facebook is the place you go, and then you be seeing all of the girls that you knew that used to be hoes, and you be like, oh, that's what she doing now. <laughs> 
What's the moral of the story, Jesus Christ? <laughs> the moral of the story is City Girls Real Asshole is coming soon. I can't wait. <laughs> they going to have the world in shambles. October 20th is the date. <laughs> October 20th? Yes, right. No! Yes, why, why? Next week! Yeah, why, why? What happened? The City Girls coming out next week? Yes, why, why? Man, they about to have the fall in shambles. Real assholes coming out next week? October 20th. Man, come on now. Come on, JT. You sound like, like an old whore right happy. now. I'm happy. I'm excited. excited he got? Mm. Next week, what? Let's go. I hope they got a record with Sexy Red. Shout out to Carisha and JT. All right, they're going to have the conscious community in shambles. Oh, the man. conscious community is not going to know what to do with themselves when that real asshole is by the City Girls drop. You hear me? All right. Now, when we come back, we got to tell you about uh, Jeannie Ma and the rumors. Uh, she's taking some time to heal. We'll give you. We'll tell you all about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, 
and at higher risk get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Taylor Swift. Rumor has it, rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I am gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the breakfast club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. All right. Now, last night, Taylor Swift premiered uh, the tour film for her Eras tour yesterday. And a lot of people came out. Guess who came out, Charlemagne? Uh, the queen herself. Don't ask me. Why are you asking me? Like, I don't know. You shouldn't even be asking me. I don't know if you knew. Of course well, I know. Beyonce came out to support like Taylor Swift. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> well, Beyonce came out to support Taylor Swift. She sat in the front row of the empty movie theater and they, uh, I guess, watched the film. Why was the movie theater empty if it's I, a premiere? I guess maybe they did two premieres. So well, one the picture, for just Beyonce? <laughs> I, I think so. That's what they made it seem like. <laughs> All right. Now, Taylor, you better return the favor when Beyonce's movie comes out. That's right. Okay, when Beyonce's movie comes out and, you know, she has her premiere, you and her better be the only person in the theater. Where was Blue? I know Blue had to be there, right? I don't know. Well, Beyonce is set to release her own tour film for Renaissance, of course, and that's going to happen December 1st. You're not going to read what Taylor Swift said about um, Beyonce? How she wouldn't be nothing without Beyonce? You want to read it, girl? I don't have it. Okay. Well, uh, Taylor Swift said, I'm, s- I'm I wouldn't s- be without Beyonce. I'm so said. glad. I'll never know what my life would have been without Beyonce's influence. The way she's taught me and every artist out here to break rules and defy industry norms, her generosity of spirit, her resilience and versatility. She's been a guiding light throughout my career. And the fact that she showed up tonight was like an actual fairy tale. Thank you so much. I love you. I love Blue. I love Hove. And one day I hope we can do an album together. I don't know why you think Taylor Swift sounds like that. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But she didn't say anything about the album together. But that's what she pretty much said. See, Isn't, don't lying feel good when you just lie to people. <laughs> no, man, <laughs> yes, it, no, does. it doesn't, man. When you, especially when you're just doing these rumors and stuff. It's, it's all lies. No. A lot, of, a lot of it is just lies, anyway. So just add your own sauce to it. No, and then it feels good when you hear somebody else repeating a lie that you done told. Oh, come on, give me one. Let me add some sauce to it. Okay. Now, uh, Jeannie Ma reveals she's taking a break from social media to heal. She says, sometimes you need to take a break and disconnect to heal. Go. Well, you know, Jeezy's old life. We all know what his old life was. We know Trapper Die and, you know, we know the whole BMF era. Mm-hmm. What you may not know mm. is Jenny Ma's trying to get into that life. Oh, she, wants, you know to, she wants to hustle. Yes. Oh, and, you know, so it's kind of like Ghost and Tasha. Ah. So it's like Jeezy want to go, you know, straight. Oh. Tasha still want to be about that life. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if y'all knew that. So Jeannie Mize is upset, and that's why it's not working because she wants to go back to the that trap. That's what I'm telling. Yes, yes. And since Jeezy wants to get yes, out of the trap, yes, they're not yes. seeing Come eye to on, eye. Man, Jeannie still got the bricks at her auntie house. Oh, she still got that's the what bricks I'm saying. That's at her mama house. The yams is still at her auntie house. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. Oh. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. Makes sense. Makes so, sense. You know, I understand. 
Okay. Why right. they might have nah, had nah, to, to grow apart. Okay. So, no, you didn't hear that from me. Okay. Now, now here's another one. Now, Cameron thinks that Russell Wilson should leave Sierra to be a better athlete. Let's listen. I have too much more to say. Sean Payton, you try. Russell Wilson, get rid of your girl. That's the only, only suggestion I got for you. <laughs> yeah. I don't got else to do for you. He can't get rid of Sierra. He want to win. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to win. That's what I told you. Right? <laughs> Listen, it's two things. It depends on what kind of ring you want. Yeah, it's kind of ring <laughs> you, you want. Do you want the ring for a marriage? <laughs> or do you want the Super Bowl ring? Spin it. I mean, there's no spin to that. You know, you don't get rid of Sierra. You know, Sierra is going to be around way after the football career is over. You know, your family's going to be around way after your football career is over. So you never trade true love for, for sports. You don't trade true love for anything. You never sacrifice personal joy but professional joy because personal joy is very 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 hard to attain I agree why are you looking at me like that because uh, you're in the room oh you continue on I have nothing else to say about oh, that no, subject I mean, he was looking at me like deep in thought like you wanted no, me I wasn't alright well that is your rumor report well just say that you ain't had no more rumors that's I why did, he was but looking you were just staring at me to kill some damn time no, you ain't had no more you rumors deep in my eyes oh my like God. looking at my soul I'm when like, are we gonna hire a third co-host I can't do this anymore y'all <laughs> You're looking deep okay. in my soul like I don't know it's, when, it was getting uncomfortable and weird when are we hiring the third co-host I'm over it it's October already okay you know you know who hit me she said she hit you too Claudia, I know Claudia Jordan yep she, she did she said she finished uh, taping and she would uh, love to come back up. She mm -hmm. said she just finished. I guess she was filming in the jungle, she said. And That's right. She said she's uh, free. So. Filming in the jungle. <laughs> That's what she said. She said she was shooting in the jungle. As long as it's better than that Tubi movie you was in, Claudia. Jesus Man, Christ. I laugh so much at that clip often. <laughs> I posted it yesterday on my social media because oh, it was that funny. No. Which you one? ain't see Claudia in the Tubi movie? No, I ain't see that one. When she, when she come, I guess she must have just got out of jail or something. Mm -hmm. And she goes to her old boyfriend house. That wasn't home. Claudia. Tell you gonna tell me that wasn't Claudia? Of course that was Claudia. That was Claudia at the door, and when she walks in and said, "You told me you was gonna, gonna wait, you gonna wait," and then she shot the wife first, <laughs> and then shot the, the husband, husband, and, and then, then the little kid. kid goes, the little kid goes, "I'm just a kid." kid. She shot her. That wasn't. Yes. that was Claudia. Man, yes. What's wrong with you? That, that wasn't Claudia. That Beijing ruining your vision, bro. That was Claudia. Somebody took. No, that was that was Claudia. I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't realize how stupid you were till this year. I've been working with you for 13 years, but this this, this year right shut here up, proved man. to me how stupid you are. That wasn't Claudia. That was Claudia. Man, I'm not talking to you no more. I'm not talking to you either. That was Claudia. People's but I, choice but mixes that too be that. Uh, yes, I can't wait to see. I it. laughed at that 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 clip. I gotta look it up now. All right, it's the Breakfast Club. It. Mix is coming up. Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got to salute Jamel Hill for joining us again. That's right. Make sure you go get the paperback of Jamel Hill's book, uh, Uphill. It's available everywhere you buy books now. And salute to uh, our good sister, Jess Hilarious, man. Make sure you watch Jess Hilarious in uh, the first lady of BMF movie on BET+. Okay? She don't want nobody to know that. But <laughs> she's in the first lady of BMF on BET+. Okay? Fantastic film. I'm lying. I ain't seen it. But you should go watch it, okay? And tell me what, tell Jess Hilarious what you think. Go to her page and leave comments, all right? She's in the first lady of BMF on BET Plus right now. Oh, and also, too, I want to tell folks, man, make sure you go pick up my guy, Doug Melville's book, 
Uh, it, it's available November 7th. But it's, you can pre-order it right now. It's called Invisible Generals. It's the next release off my book imprint, Black Privilege Publishing on Simon & Schuster. It tells the amazing true story of America's first black generals, Benjamin O. Davis Sr. and Jr., a father and son who helped integrate the American military and create the famous Tuskegee Airmen. So it'll be installed November 7th, but you can pre-order it now uh, wherever you buy books. Okay, Invisible Generals by my man Doug Melville. All right, when we come back, we got the positive notice, The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time to get up out of here. Charlemagne, you got a positive note? I do, and it's simple. Happiness is an inside job. Don't assign anyone else that much power over your life. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission? 
parking and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com.